Yo, listen. Are we? Are, we're going. I hope so. We're going. All I right. Press the button, Jacob. So, do you know what pushing P is? I've seen the Snapchats and shit of it, but I do not know. What Damn, do you think? What if do you, you've only seen it from Snapchat, then you yeah, you don't know. It's what what t- do you think t- it means though? I don't fucking know. Well, somebody says no I'm pu- I'm pushing P. You're talking to somebody that struggles with Wordle on an everyday basis yeah. that can barely get it. Yeah. Come right. on, brother. What do you think it means? If someone You're said you push P. Would you be insulted, or would you be like, all right, bet? Well, the first thing I hear when, are you pushing P? Like, are you pushing perks? Like, you drug dealers? So, okay. 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 That's I mean, a perspective. All right. So, but no, I do not know the meaning of it. But how you guys are grinning at me, I'm assuming that I am really wrong, and you guys are going to tell me. Pushing P is a good thing. Oh, you're pushing the pipe? It's like, no. Why'd you go there? You're pushing the pipe. Alright, I'm just done talking. Whatever. So let's say like you get a good credit score. That's pushing P. Okay. Yeah. Progress? It's like loyal, progress? Isn't, it? isn't it like loyal? Like loyal you team? win valedictorian. Pushing P. That's pushing P. Keeping it P, my boy. Okay, so it's a good thing. So John, John, do you know what pushing P is? I think it's I think it's like loyalty, ain't it? I suppose it's like mean like loyalty, like you're loyal. That's like pushing P. I don't know. Nah, see like how how Cliff was going to give us his Kit Kat bar. That's pushing P. That's pushing P. Well, who made this P? Who, what, what, does, what does P stand for? He can stand for anything. That's weird as Player. Player. Keeping it player. Keeping it player. Keeping it player. Keeping it player. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, whatever okay. you want it to be. That's fair. all it is. That's fair. So now that you know pushing P is player. All right. Word. And with so, that, we're going to keep it P and hit this quick introduction. Welcome, guys, to the Mind If I Crash podcast. With me, the first ever collab. On Mind If I Crash with the It's On Us podcast. Mm-hmm. If you guys have seen these guys, you know they are getting everyone from all different walks of life and interviewing them, opening up to a cool, cool world. Guys, please introduce yourselves and thank you for coming on. Go thank ahead. You. <laughs> so, me? I am Ash. I'm one of the uh, co-hosts of the It's On Us podcast. To my left, I got Gabe. How you doing, everybody? How you doing? Then to my got, left, I got... You got John here. How you doing, guys? Pleasure then, to be here. And then you got me, Mr. Jake. And then to my left, you got the great Dove Chocolate. You got Clifton Saunders coming at you live. How hey, y'all doing out there? Yeah, I like that. That's a good intro chocolate. right there. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, obviously, this is the first time I've had this many people on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the first time I've had anyone other than one other guest. Wow. So, <laughs> there you um, go. Multiplied. Yeah. Hey. I want to see all of your opinions on all kinds of things. And obviously, we'll take this episode wherever it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk to you guys. All-Star Weekend just passed in Cleveland. Um, I was working downtown. It was a very busy weekend, and uh, you know there was a lot of celebrities there. I know Drake shut down and bought out Barley House across the street from where I work. Mm-hmm. It was shut down, bouncers at every door, and the only way you could get in was by the VIP bus that Drake provided. Oh, Insane. Wow. Uh, Shaq and apparently Kevin Hart opened up. Shaq is the DJ now. Did you guys go to Cleveland? What was your favorite part about our All-Star Weekend? Let's talk about All Star Weekend here in Cleveland. Okay, so sure. me and Clifton actually went to like All Star Weekend. I went nice. to the All Star hey, Game. Yeah, me too. Oh, John too. I did too. Man. Yeah, yeah we, so, we went on, on all different days. Actually, I went Friday. Clifton was Saturday, and and Ash went Sunday. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, Friday was what celebrity game? Uh, that well, that was the celebrity game plus the Rising Stars Challenge. Okay, I didn't go to the celebrity game. I went to the Rising Stars. It was at uh, Rocket Mortgage. It was really, really cool. It was like three, four hours long. I mean, it, awesome. it, you'd think it would have been just like a normal game, but it was three separate games to like 50 to 75. So it was like a, a goal-oriented, just like the mm-hmm. All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Um, super cool, man. I, just seeing the, the young talent all collectively in Cleveland, it was like weird. 
like I was telling these guys, like you saw like different jerseys and people just kind of like supporting other teams. It was just like cool, yeah. you know, very cool. Yeah, it's a it's the first time that anything like that has happened NBA wise, and obviously, uh, I think every kid growing up look at the, even pop culture. Mm-hmm. It influences everything. Uh, basketball and music, I think, are the biggest push of pop culture, down to the sneakers that we wear. True. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you guys went on separate days, or you guys went together? So you went Saturday, right? Yeah, I went Saturday after picking up uh, Jamie's friend from the airport. Mind you, they stood next to, I believe, like one of the uh, people who run TNT, which was pretty cool. But um, yeah, when I went... I went to uh, the House of Blues. I was supposed to go to the All-Star game. Jamie's sister bought us tickets like she was going to surprise us, but Jamie's friend was in town, so we didn't get to go. I'm salty about that, but it is what it is. And what you're talking about as far as celebrities being in town, you're exactly right. Our waitress was telling us Dave Chappelle and a bunch of other celebrities bought up bunch of private locations pretty much around the city and just shut them down and said they were only open to like private guests and shit like that i was so, so upset cool. i mean yeah no i get it i get it but that's wild like yeah, Drake, it is. champagne poppy and champagne poppy in cleveland mm-hmm. damn dave Chappelle shutting it down too, hosting an event i think he was actually right across from the house of blues the uh, waitress told us but nobody was allowed in yeah damn mm-hmm. yeah it is kind of it is kind of shitty you mm-hmm. know i remember the first time i ever heard of someone being able to do that i was a kid i was getting on the bus and I found out that Roethlisberger, after every win, will buy out a bar in Pittsburgh. Really? Oh, and this is like a religious thing. He buys it out, and people of Pittsburgh like kind of were like, no, he's a dick for that. Like People that lived in downtown Pittsburgh were like, ah, screw him. Right. And I started to realize, like, oh, money can buy you. I was a kid, you know, eight years old. Like, what? You can do that? <laughs> I like, cool. I want to have a birthday party there. And like, no, you can't have a birthday party at the bar. Um but yeah, I mean, definitely a cool thing for Cleveland. I think just to bring people from all over the nation to mm-hmm. Cleveland, Ohio, was it was important for us. Mm-hmm. I even saw um, somebody who debates on TV. I want to say it might have been Imani Bates walking in the Flannery's. You know what I mean? So local, wow. like people on TV walking in the local bars of ours and stuff. Yeah, it was just it so oh, many yeah, celebrities. It was, it was just like you kind of became like desensitized in a sense. Like, oh, there's Drake behind me. And then there's like uh, mm-hmm. Shaq just casually walking by, and you'll see like. Mary J. Blige somewhere, and it was just, it was amazing, for sure. I've seen Shaq DJing, actually, one time, and he was, like, from a distance, but, man, he was, like, a big guy from a distance. I'm like, I can can only imagine standing next to him if he was, like, huge from a distance. He's one of those people I wouldn't want want to stand next to. (laughs) cool. Maybe also... Well, well, sure. Exactly. I don't want. I don't want it to be physically seen, though. So next, uh, That's disrespectful. Yeah, like, it's like Anton. When Anton comes, I'm like Anton. Stay away from me, bro. Like, like you're too tall. Can you imagine how Kevin Hart feels when he runs across him? And it's probably often. Yeah, they're friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that the rumor has it those two were together at Barley. Really? Because mm-hmm. Shaq opened on the DJing side. Okay. Or at least got up That's on the fire. DJ stand. Okay. Yeah. Just to see Shaq DJ. Like, is he really a good DJ? From what I've heard, like I hear the mixes decent. are decent. Yeah, yeah, I hear the mixes are decent. Like mm-hmm. he's not bad. Where did you see him? Where did I see him? Where was I at? I was at. I'm not gonna lie. I was drunk as fuck, so <laughs> I, I cannot remember the location I was at. I just know Shaq was there. I think it might have been. Oh, when LeBron came back to Cleveland and it was that free concert outside, Shaq actually DJ for a little bit where Kendrick That's Lamar cool. performed. I think I remember Andrew that. Dragons was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shaq performed. Okay. He DJed there. Wow, I forgot about that. I remember that now because I, I went, went down to Cleveland that day. Yeah. Yeah, I went to that concert. Wow. Kendrick Lamar was phenomenal in person. Fire. He's the person I have to see in concert too, man. I've yeah, never been to a yeah. concert in my life, but he'll probably be one of the first ones that goes to. Never, really. Yeah, I've been to some concerts, no. but if I tell you like my first concert, y'all just drag me so... 
We don't talk about no, that. Well, you, no, you don't get to say that yeah, yeah, on, and, not, and then not provide us Rascal with the information. Flats. No. That was one of my first real concerts. Rascal Flash? Yeah. Swear to God. Yeah. I watched a dude drop acid into his eyes, and I what said, we're at, a, we're at like a soft country concert <laughs> right now. So my first concert ever was at Cleveland Brown Stadium in the year 2000 with your mom and some other relatives. I and throw her in there, though. We went to go see NSYNC. Yo. So were That's you like, fire. I'm not even. It was a great show. I'm not great show. We I mean, they're classic. Yeah. Were you like up dancing and like. Some of them, yeah. So, he said, yeah. Some of them, yeah. I mean, I can't really hate like, it. Just hey, like, just hey. One of the greatest boy bands like, ever. Nothing crazy. Seven years old. Man. Just nothing crazy. Just, you know. Just How old were you? Eight. Oh, yeah. You get the pass on that. Yeah. 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 Nothing wrong with it. So, so if yeah. he was eight, I was what? Five? Nah, I should have went. Not sure. <laughs> Ash, how was your All Star? Yeah, I was so. Uh, yeah, the actual game itself was amazing because, like, to get to see Steph Curry, like his shooting efficiency is like ridiculous. Mm. To see him drop fifty points in All Star game in real time is like bonkers, unbelievable. Because mm-hmm. like he would shoot and then turn around to ask the crowd, like, did it go in? Okay, cool, and then get back. Like he's just it's automatic for him. That boy's dialed, man. Yeah. Dialed. dialed. He's changed the culture of basketball forever. I just saw a video yeah. um, like two days ago. It was like a little league like basketball. It was one one guy shot, one little kid shot a half-court shot, made it. Dude on the same possession, turned around, shot another half-court shot, made it again. It's like. Oh, yeah. They went like three or four yeah, times back to back. That, they, that yeah. was so sweet. That yes. was dope. They said the ca- the caption was like, this is what Steph Curry's doing to like the. Like yeah. the generations will blow us. He's like, promoting a generation of shooters. Honestly, yes. like you said, Ash, he changed what it means to be a hooper. Like mm-hmm. to have range is everything nowadays in the NBA. It's it almost is like you rather see somebody shoot a deep three pointer than a dunk with finesse. Hell yeah! yeah. But look at look at the dunk contest now. Oh that was God. I'm gonna be honest. That was not it. That was trash. I didn't even watch it. It was the weakest dunk contest I've ever seen in my life. So yeah. Miss Dunks. I think in the first round they did like twenty eight percent in field goal percentage. Like that's how Terrible. bad it was. Whoa! And it was the first dunk contest that didn't have a perfect dunk in history since it started. Trash. But so, do you guys know the reason why? Because this is what I was told the day after, or that Monday after the weekend, they promote the young players. Is there a reason that they do that and don't let the true hoopers like? What's that dude, uh, Memphis, Morant? Oh, Ja? Dude, he's, honestly, that's my favorite player in the yes. NBA right now. That dude watch. is a stud. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a big difference between, like, dunk contest dunkers and, like, in-game dunkers. Right. And I I, I think I understand that, yeah. too. Yeah, because a lot, like, even Ja said, like, he'd rather dunk on somebody than dunk in the dunk contest. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... And it goes with, like, LeBron. LeBron hasn't wanted to do it, but he's a great in-game dunker. Yeah, and he could win, obviously. If, if he really he wanted, wanted to. to, he probably really could win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just feel like some people, they just take more of a satisfaction of it, the competitive list. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, year after year, it's getting, you know, progressively worse. So yeah. now it's, it kind of doesn't mean anything. Plus, some people with the three-point contest you see after they do that, they kind of shake. They're a little shaky when they come back to a regular right. season game. So, I mean, it might mess up their form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think they should take it back to, like, I think it was 1999 or 1998 when they actually had different athletes do it. Like, you had Deion Sanders in the dunk contest. I mean, Miles like, Garrett, he could have been in dunk contest. For real? How do I not know that this happened? Go on YouTube, and it's, I want to say it was 1998 or 1999, and they actually had different celebra- different athletes do it. Hmm. That's awesome. 
I so, never knew that. Yeah. Did you guys all know this? I had no, no I idea. Have no, idea no, I mean, I had an idea like this. I told the guys I think it would be pretty cool because I like underground dunking versus like actual all star game dunking yeah. because you figure like all-star game dunking they have to think about their brand insurance and body and stuff like that underground mm-hmm. dunking it's a pure competition why not just bring in those people and let us watch them they're really just putting on their brand it'll be more of a collaboration and i just think it'd be dope it'd be good for the nba and it'd be good for rising dunkers in the world absolutely mm-hmm. that would be sweet mm-hmm. i like that yeah that underground is is a wave it's a vibe right now for sure mm-hmm. i mean you have actual people like Shaq and kenny uh smith like being uh, dunk contest uh, judges. On oh, yeah, it's official. It's official you know for sure. I mean? yeah. But it's just like what else is left as far as dunks go, right? Like you, yeah. you only do so much what between about, like, the legs twice. What do you think about like? Slam I mean, ball? I love like, slam ball when I was like, on TV. What if they incorporated yeah. that like a game of like dunking? Like, in, involve, like, the trampolines on the floor and shit. I mean, do you have your halftime show when you see the guys actually, they, like, yeah, set up the trampoline and they do the dunks? Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know. That's it more, might be too much of a liability for the athletes. Exactly. That's because true. you got to be a dual athlete at that point. Uh, that's good true. on the trampoline. But watching those is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe what if they, like, collab, like, okay, like, like getting those, like, underground dunkers, like, putting them in that forum. Like, we're going to put they you would on. probably be good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of show Just give them some insurance. That's all you got to do. So the year was 1992. Some of the people that participated in this dunk contest were Michael Irving, Chris Carter, Barry Bonds, King Griffey Jr., and Sanders. Barry Sanders. Bonds, big yep. ass what? out there. Yep. I want to see a Barry Bonds dunk right now. I'm going to drop it in the video, guys. It's going to be playing literally. Right is this now. is this Barry Bonds on the roids? Or? No. Yeah, yeah. No, well, more than likely. No, not, not, yeah, not 92. Not 92. Okay. He's, he's still uh, Pirates of okay. Barry Bonds. I don't know. I just feel like the steroid era, everything was more exciting, but that's just me. I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah no, that's no, why they stopped. time for sports That's general. why they stopped testing for right now. Okay. Right. They're say, encouraging yeah, they, almost. They brought it back, kind of. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, after a while, once it's accepted that steroids are used, yeah. But yeah. He's, he's coming up to the end of the time that he can get voted in. No, last year was. I was last say, year I think oh, so it's over now. Um, he can get in with, um, so there's like a, there's the actual Hall of Fame, and then there's the senior. Committee. Yeah, so yeah. there's like people that go even higher up than them. Mm-hmm. So if they can uh, validate and vouch for him to get in, he still has a chance to get in. It just won't be as publicized as what. So my, my question is like, who inducts you into the Hall of Fame? Like, is this like some collective group of like former players? Older guy, oh, former players that like, okay, he gets the approval. But then that's it is a, a combination of older people and then you know former players because um, I mean, yeah, like writers and stuff, media, like that. analytics yeah. and stuff. Okay, so uh, it's, I mean, you get these seventy-year-old old men that mm-hmm. ain't playing the game today that they were, you know. 50, 60 years ago. So. Right. And the, and a lot of it is like, think about it, just like generations are to us, you know, some people are just bitter at the, at yeah. the young kids of the world. Like, yeah, oh, they don't know. Or or they want to protect the integrity of the game and like, right. oh no, he did this, so that's a no-no, so he can't, it's yeah. like, come, get out of here, We're man. We're so quick yeah. as humans oh, to hold people true. for their, for their slip-ups and their mistakes in life, but honestly, I think we need to show more forgiveness and understanding because there's a lot of talent put sports aside there's so much talent in the world that falls on deaf ears because of one situation uh-huh. in an individual's life and honestly i want to see what you guys think about that kind of veering away from that is mm-hmm. you know do you think that there is too much judgment in the world today and if so what are your kind of outlook what's your outlook on that yeah i almost feel like like we're perfectly imperfect on purpose you know what i mean like we're not supposed to portray this character as like oh you have no flaws but we all naturally have to have flaws to be a person mm-hmm. so i mean like if you were to judge a person off just one instant 
then uh, his character is like, but it's just like, I feel like how you respond from how they criticize you is what makes your like legacy like yeah, that absolutely. much greater. I agree because like in psychology, we're taught when you first meet somebody, mm-hmm. they're going to judge you off rip. So mm-hmm. my approach is whenever I meet somebody, I'm very out front with who I am mm-hmm. because my whole thing is if you're going to judge me, at least have the right facts about me. Don't just go off what you see. Go off what you hear from me, too. Mm-hmm. Because I'd rather have you have a better, way better, better understanding of who I am mm-hmm. than what you think of me. Yeah, and you're making it instantly available. Have you ever met someone and then at, over time, even as like time goes on or the day goes on, you realize, like, oh, that was a facade. Like, mm. you fake bastard. You right, know, like, right. Not, I mean, but the, the, honestly, it's better to just be your true self from the rip. So you can establish authentic rapport. But to rapport. go back off what you just said, like over time you see who they really are. Yeah. Some people do that because that's how they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to put on that, you know, fake coat. Be like, I don't know you yet. So I'm just going to put on this facade because mm-hmm. I need to test you up. But why though? I feel like you're not being organically yourself. Because right? people aren't always comfortable because some people aren't like you and me and can't be out there. Some people got to warm up to somebody. But if I am me and you think that perception of me is an asshole or I'm being mean or, you know, just yeah. un- unapologetic, right. I mean, that's just me. That's just, you know what I mean? Exactly. I, just, I can't control that. I mean, I could. I mean, but that's just, I'm, I'm quick to fire back. Like, I mean, you right. don't just anybody better than anybody else. Like, so mm-hmm. not being yourself is a good and a bad thing, I feel like, because then it's, some people are like, oh, he's an asshole, he's a dickhead. And then that's your just whole persona of mm-hmm. who you are. And they may, though, not, they may not yeah. understand you. At the moment, you right. know, 20 minutes after meeting, you're like, damn, this dude's crazy. Like, right. like no, this is, <laughs> yeah, this the world might try to reject you for that reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, the person that's portraying that character has a story that he's not, he hasn't told you about, or he's incense, or he's real sensitive about it and like hesitant to share it with you because he'll be judged to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. You can't read a book in an hour, so you can't judge a person, and you know, the first time you meet him, exactly, yeah, absolutely. Well, just you, you, but you unconsciously do. It's fucked up. Because your subconscious is always working. It's always going to pick up on little details about somebody you just met. So mm-hmm. That could be based on what you've heard beforehand, even meeting True. them. And then you have this notion of what you know them before you even meet them. And it's like, oh, you're not even... And that right, goes yeah. back to what we were talking about before. Like the, the person we said with the, with the nickname. Like, I ain't never met that person before, but that's the nickname that was being presented. And, you know, so, right. and so honestly, when somebody dogs you, like, oh, shit. And my best is... <laughs> That's just the name they've been given because they've been, you know, that, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. And you can always change the lens we look that, like, change the lens that we're looking from a, a newcomer's point of view. Like, someone that we just met that's maybe coming into a work environment or a friend group, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. If we change the way we do make our judgments and try to look at it from an optimistic standpoint, we can better we have a better chance of seeing the good you know what i mean right right right. and that is something we can control because we're going to judge regardless like Mm -hmm. you said let's at least try to give them a fair shot exactly Exactly. it's almost like you can't even like most people aren't able to think for themselves at all the bill you know how much cheap nowadays you know how much brain power it takes to actually have a thought and think like most of the time with social media it's like organically spit out to you so you're (coughs) digesting and then you're regurgitating what you saw Mm -hmm. but to actually have an organic thought and then portray that, it takes time. Agreed. So, I mean, everybody isn't like that, and I understand that. So, like, I feel like we need to go back to less devices and more, like, interaction, like how we're doing. Like, yeah. that's how you really get to know someone. Well, look at all around us. There's nothing but technology around us. Like, yeah. laptop, laptop, soundboard, soundboard to make this available. Absolutely. But honestly, we can use that to share our message, which 
we, we all do, do right. almost on a weekly basis, which is very important. Very special. Because mm-hmm. not many people, uh, especially as men, I think it's very important that you guys do the check-ins. Like, that was one thing my mom even said, was like, it's so awesome that you guys really make yourselves vulnerable enough to put your feelings out there once a week. And if you guys are cool with it, I'd definitely like to do it on this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. sure. 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 Um, it, we should, as, as, as grown adult men, promote mental health, reflecting on yourself, holding yourself accountable, uh, and, and being in control of the way the world does see us to a point. We can understand, hey, they're going to know, you know this happened. They're going to probably judge me, but I can show I'm a different person. Or, that's actually not true. Let me show them through my actions. Things like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, working on yourself, acknowledging that uh, being in tune with your, with your spiritual side is okay. Um, is is very important for mm-hmm. young men in, in today's society, especially. And we're like kind of changing in a good way because we're talking about it more, like wh- how we are now, and we're like pushing the message. But it still takes time for you to like dig into yourself and find out, like, okay, what am I really internally dealing with that I haven't really addressed, like head on. Mm-hmm. And then once you face that issue, you can grow more as an individual, as a person, as a friend, as a father, whatever you are in that space. Mm-hmm. And it's just an overall better. Ex- human experience for you right absolutely because here's and this is a this is just a a fact if we are dealing with something whether we choose to put it on the back burner or not we might say hey you know i have crippling depression right now but you know my daughter my wife my brother needs me I, i i have to put my focus on them i'll deal with that later the the sad truth is if you put it on the back burner Everything you put in front of it will go. It will be destroyed because you did not just handle it. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to kind of accept. You know, I need to make this a priority. It sounds selfish to say, hey, I need to, I need to take time for myself before I can be the best father I can be right. or whatever it might be. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just the reality. If we let that sit, it will wither us down. It will eat us from the inside out. That's why communication is key. Yeah. You know, just whether, how you say, whether it's your brother or your partner or, you know, anybody in your family, you know, you just got to communicate back. Because there's been times where I, I just have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Just mentally, just, I got a lot on my mind and I'm back. Look, I need five. I need five to really think about everything just so I can organize it in my head mm-hmm. and then get back to my duties as You're a dad. You're human. You're exactly. perfect on purpose. So, like, okay. I even practice this thing where, like, I go to work, before I go to work in the morning, I don't touch my phone for the first 10 minutes. Okay. All right, and then I get up, I check my phone, then I go to work. And once I get off work, I call it transition time. So for me to, like, come home, relax at home for a second, unplug from everything, have 10 minutes to myself, and then engage in my next activity. Right, Most of right. us live is like, okay, I go to work. Oh, I have a, a kid I have to take care of after. So after I get off work, I do this, and then I do the next thing. So it's, like, continuously, like, building on you. Mm-hmm. Instead of you actually pausing and then, okay, be more present. And then address what's in front of you. Right, right. So That's you take like do it. 10 to 15 minutes to yourself daily. Spread it out however you want. You'll just be more efficient in your life. Yeah. Exactly. Men, men need that, actually. It was a study done that, that we ha- we need 30 minutes. I think it was 30 minutes. Maybe it was less. To adjust um, to, to settings. So when we get into work, sometimes it can take us 30 minutes to completely adjust and be able to perform uh, at the way we need to. When we get home. 
you know, men can seem distant when they first get home to the family, to their wife, whatever it might be, because they do have this weird thing where they have to adjust to their surroundings. Mm-hmm. Whether it's their home that they're in most of their life or not, they still have that transitional period. It's just the way our brains work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good that, that you even do that mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, it's easy to just say, nope, you know, I, I can't. Yeah. Next thing. Mm-hmm. But it takes time to gain that type of self-awareness. It doesn't just come overnight. You have to actually like practice being more mindful as you just move throughout the day, and it's just going to help you in the long term. Yeah, and I think that comes with us every day or every week asking, "Are you okay?" Yeah, and and being honest yeah, about like, "Are you okay?" Because once in a while you're gonna say no. I mean, there's been plenty of times all of us have said no. Actually, this week has kind of been rough, and you know, just to let it out, even though it might be small, only for thirty seconds to a minute. I mean, you're still getting it out of your system, mm-hmm. which is you know better than like you said, putting it on the back burner and just letting it. Overboil and then right. now your stove's off, you know, all dirty and. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, I don't know what you guys, how you feel about talking about this, but uh, Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Shit, crazy. We Is just it something you guys are open to talking about. I mean, Did you guys talk about it on your show already. We talked. To, we touched about it a little bit. It's mm-hmm. my opinion is very simple. It, it sounds like Russia's just mad because Ukraine been independent for since 91 one yeah and it's like and i heard the reason why they felt some type of ways because they didn't want to be surrounded by their enemies hmm. it's like mm-hmm. bro you, well, don't it's like you're a eighth grader attacking a fifth grader like yeah. what's the point you you're right proving all you have all these big guns just to, to destroy a sovereign country that you want mm-hmm. so in a way you're damaging property that you want just in order to rebuild it under your name yeah, it sounds petty, and it's stupid. And in the world that we live in now, it's it's sad because you have a kid, you have kids, you know. Yeah, you you have one, a kid. You know, I have two kids. You know, you're gonna you're my son. Fuck you. Yeah, but you're gonna like one day you're gonna have to explain to this. You know, when they come home from school, what? Why did they really do that? And then you got to explain. People are dumbasses. Right. Straight up, people are dumb. And then you're gonna have to explain why, in your opinion, why you think it's not dumb. So. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's pointless to me. Mm-hmm. Like I understand sometimes you got to resort to violence, but in this situation, it was not one of them. Yeah, I mean, so Putin did say yesterday, man, those peas on Putin popping <laughs> on this mic. <laughs> um, he did say yesterday that you know the the sanctions have honestly hurt the country mm-hmm. almost immediately, yeah. and I didn't realize to the extent oh, that yeah, he said that is an act of war in his eyes, so mm-hmm. I'm scared it, to see what happens. I, yeah, I kind of oh, am too, ahead. because I was the one who mentioned to you about him being surrounded by his enemies. It's just, it's a weird madman's conquest, Yeah, because regardless if people want to say it out loud, and I'll say it comfortably, he's an international war criminal at this point, because he has no reason to be doing this, mm-hmm. and like Jacob mentioned earlier, like, like, why would you sit there and destroy something like hit it with new like because he hit a nuclear plant you know what i mean yeah he took what chernobyl yeah and stuff like that and it's just like i don't get it at all and to the people who support this whether if you're here or over there it's just like don't you see like there is really like no true positive end game to this like either he's gonna die or get what he wants because he's going to be apprehended at some point if he yeah. loses. You know what I mean? And I just feel bad for everybody over there because there's a lot of protests breaking out over there too because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't yes. want this to go on. And they yeah. will be arrested. Yeah. I've seen you know, some old ass ladies. was like at least 80 years old sad. got arrested. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. You know what I mean? And I guess like he's pissed off that, you know, they're 
holding him off. He had like a fake news propaganda that said they won. So I think he expected to be, you know, over by now, like with this whole thing. And it's just, to me, just pointless. And I hope that um, eventually it ends soon. I'm praying for everybody over there and everybody involved and everybody who's Mm -hmm. affected by this because, I mean, we're seeing it with gas prices, but there's a lot of people who are feeling it within their own family and their generations and not knowing what's going on. And it's, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. To, to piggyback yeah. off that real quick, um, another thing that I read was this guy. I hate that saying. They hate it when I say piggyback off that. Mm-hmm. Um, is he, Putin didn't realize how much social media and the internet would take into play. Right. Oh yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. said cameras are going to be his downfall. They were yeah. like, due to all these cameras, this is going to be the downfall of him. Like not he being able to control the right. propaganda. Like he did that, not really mm-hmm. think about that. Like. Yeah. And I heard he's also upset that we won the Cold War back then. That was something else I mentioned. Yeah, like, he's still upset about that. And could just imagine this. Like, say if you got into a fight with somebody in third grade and you've seen them at the bar and then they tried to fight you. You said, come on, bro, for real. <laughs> you wouldn't even know. You would honestly have been like, I forgot I'm about back that. Who are you Thank again? you. Yeah. Like, so the fact that you're even upset about that and, like, old beefs and stuff, it's like, grow up. You're 70 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what I was talking about on our podcast. He is... He was bred into that, born into that. He, that's right. all he knows is right. war. He was in the KGB. He was a colonel, yeah. So it's like, on, it's. I don't want to make an excuse, like I said, but I mean that's all he knows. I mean that's the way his brain is triggered. You, I mean that's right. a form of a classical conditioning. And, and, and exactly. It, it goes back to all these older people we have in, in in power in our own states. I mean all these older people, all they know is certain things. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's why they act the way they act, and then they you know don't know how to react when they get exposed. Like yo, that's not right or acceptable in these days, and they're just like, mm-hmm. well, they don't know anything different. You can't. Not to sound fucked up or ages, but you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right, right. I, I think, You're right. You're right. Think you, Oscar, Cliff, you said it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be better when that generation dies, it, and our generation I, I, is at that age. I said it yeah. because you got to think Gen X, like they're right above us, we're millennials and everything like beneath us. We don't believe in war. We mm-hmm. see like what technology can do for us. We see what words can do, communication can do, what mental health truly is. Like back then, they didn't prioritize what we prioritize. Again, uh, Putin thinks war is okay and taking shit by force is okay. We don't believe in that at all. That's right. why you have everybody collectively, globally saying, yo, uh-huh. you're tripping. Yeah. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> a week, a weekend, he has nuclear fucking ballistics on go. Like, I, I just if I hit this button, one, what, you know what I mean? Like one of these is ready to go if you really want to do something. It's sad to me the people who are in control of pressing that button. Not to say that they're not man enough to say no. Like they're put in a compromised position because if they do say no, not only will they be killed, their families will be yeah. killed. Or yeah. anybody yeah. in connection to them. Yeah, and I like, and I feel bad. And it's just like that's why you have that Russian entrepreneur who put a million dollar bounty on his head right. for one of his officers to arrest him. Right. Damn. But my true theory is, is when. The people who put them in power, the billionaires, because let's be real, every you know figure of power is like put into power by a billionaire or somebody. Once their bottom line starts getting affected, and a couple of them are feeling it, yep. they're going to get in his ear. With those banks being seized, I mean, I'm assuming mm-hmm. billionaires mm-hmm. aren't just making money in their own country. They're that not. That is international, mm-hmm. big-time plays. The fact that their banks are frozen in, in pretty much all of the Western, yeah. uh, you know, world, mm-hmm. it, it, it destroys them. And it destroys a billionaire's pockets deeply because they're not making money in Taiwan, right. you know? Like, let's be realistic here. And, like, another thing is, too, like, with all these stations and stuff, like, a lot of the sports, major sports, like the World Cup, they said, y'all can't participate. Oh, and any major. other? They got canceled. Pretty oh, and, 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 and owners, got yeah. canceled. owners had to sell their stake. Yeah. Like, the guy who owned Chelsea. Chelsea. 
Yep, had to sell his. And the guy who owned the Brooklyn Nets, he had to sell his stake in the Nets. Oh, wow. Because of... Whoa, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I, I read that. that. He, had to, he had to sell his stake off. And they're also losing, like, like Russia's losing opportunities to host sporting events, too. That's going to boom. I think they lost a Grand Prix. Right? Yeah, right. a Grand Prix race because, guess what? You screwed up. The world's mad at you. We're not going to do this in your country because... But hold on. The only thing, though... So all this this has happened because of Putin, but the really the effects are going to be felt by the Russian people, like right. the, the yes, everyday yes. citizens. Like they're getting fucked, and they're they're and the ones that they're, they're like the secondary. And I feel bad too. Yeah, I feel bad for that. Like that, like they have no say in that. And they're they're trying to protest and trying to like. Get and they get in trouble with the protest. What too. I say, I mean, fact check me on the whole Brooklyn Nets owner thing because I don't want this to go up because I said mm-hmm. that. But as far as um, the Russian people, and I said this too because it's sad as far as perception. For a while, Germans were looked at as like some of the most evil people in the world due to the Holocaust. Right now, Russians might be the most recent people to get a bad rep due to Putin, and that's why I say I feel bad because you have a lot of them over there protesting and rebelling. Mm-hmm. So it's like now, do their future generations have to pay for one madman's conquest? That's not fair to them because right. like you. Mm-hmm. They're going to feel the effects the most because mm-hmm. shoot, most everyday people now can't even get their money out. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or There's their money was seized. Yeah. Streamers like like big time streamers in Russia. Uh, he's been very vocal about like I am essentially stuck in my apartment, living off of the things that I have mm-hmm. because I have no access to funds. Wow. These streams are essentially frozen. Everything I do uh, is not bringing me income. Imagine just like the everyday person. Imagine this. If this was our livelihood, we would be doing it, but there would be nothing to support yourself on. And eventually, I'm sure that the if Russia's feeling it this hard, the landlords don't care. They still need their money, especially in a time like this. Mm-hmm. So it is hurting the everyday person. But the big thing is, is I don't see the Western world backing off just because it is causing such an effect with even the that 1% of Russia, and that's who needs to feel it so they can stop backing, like you said, the madman that is Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. You know? The KGB is savages, though. I do don't want to, like, kind of build them up. I worked with a guy. Um, I sold cars with him, older older gentleman, um, and he was uh, in the KGB and then came here in the 90s, maybe late 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had stories of kind of what that was like. And there were times where basically for training they had to jump out of a plane and land in the terrain of Russia, which if you know, Russia's got lions and tigers. Siberian tigers, yeah, not lions. Uh, They might have lions, but in crazy terrain. And you have, all you have is a, like, giant, one of those giant, um, like, walkies. Yeah, book by walkie-talkies. And you have to make your way back. You have that, a knife, and I think a day or 48 hours worth of water. And you got to find your way back. And he was just talking about, like, you see people all over that were from previous uh, trips dead Everything. Hmm. It is what it is. Keep moving. You need to save yourself. Don't they have bears out there too? It's yeah. crazy Bro. out there. So automatically you are in fight or flight as soon as you get off the plane. Right. Yes. Bears and tigers. As soon as your feet touch the ground, you Jeez. you fight thinking, I got forty eight hours of water, I gotta get to this place. We trucking. Yeah, do you're strategizing from the plane. The second you drop, you're there like where am I? Shit, headed? the second I see that motherfucker getting on, the propellers are going yeah, on. Yeah, as soon as I'm what my feet are on this plane, oh, I'm all right, what are, I gotta come up with something. Exactly. Russians are built different. And that's and I say that out of respect. <laughs> that's why I'm not shocked that Khabib is the best, you know, right 
fighter in his division because it's like the way he trains and do what he does. Like, and I've seen yep. his training videos. I'm like, I wouldn't even dare. Uh-uh. Yes. Nope. Swimming upstream in a mountain. That's like, exactly what? what I've seen. I was Dude. like, how are you swimming what? against the stream in a mountain with your shirt off and shorts? Yes. And it's cold. Snow yep. on the ground. I'm and like, there wasn't no little stream. That, that water was moving. Moving. Yeah. That, water, that was, it was a very heavy flow of water. I couldn't even do that in a boat. I would I have hypothermia. That. Yeah. Instantly. Yep. <laughs> but look at what he's doing in the UFC. He's taken his entire team, and now he has his own uh, He just had two people last night fighting. Um, that are savages. Um, he's got a great group of guys. Um, you know, Islam is definitely on track to becoming probably the champion. Uh, but I will say this, and, and honestly, uh, people can love it or hate it. I love Habib Nurmagomedov. Because he was a one of one. Now there are so many like him that it's almost uh, hard because you kind of don't want to have those people. Are we getting some outside noise? No, that's this. It was just like leaning uh, over for some oh. reason. I don't know why I was doing that. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want the entire division to just have some Russian dude that literally they all look the same. and be, that I can't say that. I don't mean that. They look very similar. His, his team looks similar. Very similar. Cut. They do, and no the thing tattoos. is, but and you can identify them though, not just through like, like the way they look optically, but the way they fight. Yes, it's very aggressive, smothering like bears. They, yes, yes, they maul you. Mm-hmm. And once they get you on the ground, they tire your ass out. If back. you stand uh-huh. back up, by the time you up, they legs be wobbling. <laughs> that is crazy. that is not just world class. That is elite wrestling at its finest. Uh, that takes Greco Roman folk freestyle, the best of all of it. Morphed into one. Mm-hmm. The the most elite wrestling in the world is in Russia, and no one can change my mind of that. And how you just said I he he too. built a team, like you know, yeah. That's I think that's what it takes to make it in the world now. Because mm-hmm. you see, for example, NFL coaching trees. If you if you got that right head, and he ri- hires the right assistants within five years. There's a good percent chance they could have a head coach and they could be making noise. Yeah. I'm not saying all assistants make it their first try, but a good source of like you hear about, oh, especially the young coaches like um, Sean McVeigh, his coaching tree. A lot of people have been getting hired off his staff the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So just thinking about how people build teams and just outside of football, like I think this is a team. Yeah, you have your own show, we have our own show, but this is a collab. Yeah, and it you works. Know, it works well. We're going to build stuff up together and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. just so because mm-hmm. we're building a team. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there, there's no ego involved as we're doing this, and that helps us tremendously too. Exactly. Nobody's like, I got to be top alpha dog. Like, no, we just want to make it mm-hmm. and put other people on as we're making it. In certain, in certain teams, yes. Yes. Right. So there's some That's teams you can feel like it's all about mm-hmm. the owners, like the Cowboys. I feel like it, the Cowboys is mainly about Jerry Jones yes. and what Jerry Jones wants <laughs> yes. to make himself That's happy facts. with. Facts. But facts. then you get like... Belichick and Kraft, they only want the team to win. Right. So, I mean, right. they, they're very particular of what they want. And then you get, mm-hmm. like like you said, McVay. McVay came from Washington with, with um, the uh, – what's uh, – From the Packers. Yeah, he, he was the head coach. And Kyle Shanahan. Yep. I was about to say that. Let's give a shout-out to, like, the main coaching trees, the Belichick, the Andy Reeds, Andy the Shanahan's, and uh, now Sean McVay's. Yep. Can't forget the Bill Parcells coaching trees. Yeah, yeah, here. that's true, too. Yeah. But I think, it, like you said, it does take – a does take a team to you know take over the world in you know in a sense yeah 
Right, because I don't know one successful person who didn't did it by themselves or surrounded just by themselves. Mm-hmm. They got a team. Unless you're absolutely cutthroat, you know. Yeah. Unless you unless you put on the facade and and whack heads, and those are the one percenters that those people honestly they're sociopaths. They are yes, they are literally <laughs> they're brilliant sociopaths yes. at that, and that's makes them even more scarier. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. You know, I was just watching American Psycho. My little brother had never seen it. I haven't um, seen it yet. Wow, you need show. to really, really good. Um, and and Christian Bale is just um, amazing in it. You know, to see him be able to live in that world centered around self, but also destruction is crazy. Mm-hmm. And you realize that it does take someone to truly not give a shit about anyone. Uh, and be so consumed in their own life, in their own image, uh, to, to kind of make it in, like, the corporate, the higher-up corporate world. Right. Um, and, and you wonder how many people are actually like that in corporate, like, America. Let's say New York and L.A., the big cities. How many people are actually like that on a day-to-day basis, you know? Probably a lot when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, absolutely. Crazy. Well, well over 80%, I would imagine. It's just like a narcissistic, like... Behavior mentality is like it's that's got to be exhausting in itself too. Yeah, they they can't even process it to to the everyday person to us who can like you said put our egos down, reflect on self, uh, see if we're you know hurting, offending anyone in our day to day life. They cannot. They actually are unable to hmm. mentally. It's like a just You're no blind. file found. There's yeah. nothing there. A mental block. Correct. Even like when we talked about uh, not having like an internal monologue, like Man. I couldn't imagine. Like, I cannot imagine. Because did you guys know that? I think we talked about yeah. this. Or Tristan, do you know about that? Like some people don't have an internal monologue, so they don't have a voice in their head. Essentially, no, exactly. That's scary. Crazy. Yeah. So what is that? What is that called? I mean, I don't. I forgot the t- name of the condition, but yeah, pretty much it sounds what it sounds like. Like whatever comes to their head, they say it. No filter. No filter all. whatsoever. And I feel mm-hmm. like those people can be very dangerous to me because they can be, one, easy manipulated. Yeah. And two, you don't, they can, like, once they have a loose screw, you don't know what the hell they're going to do because they can't even process it themselves. They can't talk to themselves, go over the decision. Right. They're just going to act on how they feel in that moment. Yeah. I always think about that, too. Like, imagine as you get older, if you don't have that filter, you got you to gotta wild out, and that scares that scares me. So there is a name for not having an internal monologue. I'm not going to try to pronounce okay, it. Okay, I figured it was something crazy. Go ahead, take a shoot your shot. Go ahead, try to say it. Sound it out. Sound it out. Aphantasia? Aphantasia. Aphantasia. There we go. Aphantasia. I wonder if people like that have, like, dementia easier when they get older. How do you, like, thought process? How do you, like, plan if you don't have, like, a... I don't know. I don't know. It's got to be, like... You just get up there. That might be something we do a little research on, and next time we collab, we we discuss that because that's honestly crazy, and I've never even thought that that's something that that can happen. Mm-hmm. Me neither. I thought everybody was born with like a self voice in their head. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if yeah. anybody's successful off of not having an internal monologue because if you can't really be strategic and you're always acting, like mm-hmm. if you are successful, you're just really fucking lucky in my eyes because you're just spontaneous. Yeah, and everything is a Nine reaction times. more than an action itself. Mm-hmm. Or you're something that, like, you really uh, invested in mentally. Like, mm-hmm. you're really not invested mentally. You're just acting. But yeah, I, that is crazy. To I don't want to say you're lucky because then I feel like that's that gut feeling. like you, Intuition. You, you know what I mean? So maybe their intuition is a little bit higher without okay. overthinking, should I do this? Should I not do this? You it's know, more so instinct. Boom. Yeah. And I do okay, it. Yep. I, hit, I hit the road running and then I'm, I'm taking it 
for what it is. So then that way, if you're met with an obstacle, you're not, okay, well, I was thinking if this does happen, I'm doing this. So now if you meet this obstacle, boom, you, you just are ready to go. So these are the type of people who say, I don't know what it was, but this just felt right, so I did it. Yeah. Type shit. I quit my job. I went to uh, L.A. and I was a marketer and now I'm a millionaire type shit. You know what I mean? You don't know why you did it. Or I quit my job, got in my car, started driving to Florida. And then now you have your own successful business or some random ass shit. According to Wikipedia, there are about six or seven people that are well known with it. One of them is the co-founder of Pixar, Ed Catmull. I guess they can be. And the co-founder of Mozilla Firefox. Damn, Firefox. And the other people that I've, are reading, a lot of people are fantasy authors or science fiction authors. So, oh, so they are creative. Hmm. And then Zelda Williams. It must just come with the, Wow. Come at them just going. Like, wake up with this. So you're more so, what is it, left side of the brain versus the right side? That's got me shocked right now. Yeah. He shook. Tristan shook That's interesting. Chair. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is stuff that we like. It's brilliant that we're like talking about it and getting to know this stuff. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. You know what? Uh, on the on the kind of the topic of mental health and and just to see you know someone and you know the public eye that uh, sometimes I just I feel for um, is Kanye West you know and I don't know how much you guys have followed Jesus. kind of the story around him uh, with that documentary coming out I, I do want to watch it because I hear that it is very good it's fucking phenomenal you Amazing. watched it yeah okay. I, finished, I cried a few times too and that's what that's what I've been hearing yeah you okay. do because my thing is once you started if you're really like invested on mental health and you look for certain certain things and I, don't get me wrong I do have love for Kanye I don't mm-hmm. agree with everything he does just because I have love for him and I appreciate him it's just you see there's something there in the way he communicates and he acts I know he has either whether it be autism or some form of ADHD but there's something there but he is touched by genius in a weird way and his yes. mom like what she invested in him was not just hard love, but just, like, she really put a strong belief in him. Like, you really can do whatever you want. And without her here to really, like, calm him down or bring him down to earth, I feel like, one, he's scared because he's all alone in, like, that environment that he, like, yeah. took another stratosphere to. Uh-huh. And his dad is unavailable to him, who I feel like he needs. Because if you've seen the documentary, I think, Ash, as he asked him, like, can you please come around and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And his dad is, like, always too busy for him. And I think that fucks with him. That's insane. And, yeah. And I just think he needs hard love. I think he does need a reality check. He is a great person. Mm-hmm. But he's just lost right now. And people need to, like, understand that. And, and if you are for mental health you don't really judge them you shouldn't be enabling them but you should be hopefully steering them in the right direction of just putting them back on the right path yeah i I just feel like kanye is exactly where he needs to be right now yeah i take him for what he says and what he does Mm -hmm. because some of this stuff is like off the wall but just like it makes you it forces you to think like is this really how it's supposed to be like yeah it is kind it it, the term kanye crazy it's kanye crazy and i don't even think that term is necessarily a bad thing Nope. I think being a creative, crazy genius is needed in the world. You need people like Kanye West for this world to, to survive. Name me one genius who wasn't touched by crazy or didn't have a mental issue. Steve Jobs had a mental issue and was a little wacky. You know what I mean? What the hell is that? What's going on? Somebody touched it. break up. No. Nope. Somebody touched it. But yeah, you can't name one person who wasn't touched by uh, madness who's Even a, from a the genius. Beginning, you know, Edgar Allan Poe. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy in the head. Beethoven. Yeah. Victor Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. These mean, are all artists. 
the Ninja, Ninja Turtles are named after artists. Yep. Vincent. Van yeah, I said that Vincent Van Gogh. You said Victor Van Gogh. No, I didn't say Vincent. Whatever. That's because you have no headset on. You can't hear what I said. No. But I think I don't know. I have I have a different opinion about Kanye. I think I do agree with some of what you guys say. I do like some of his older stuff, like graduation. And stuff Everybody like that. does, yeah. Mm-hmm. With his, I don't, I don't like how he puts so much of his personal life out there for the media and blast, blast it out there. I just think that's because I look at it from a father point of view. He is a father, so you should like kind of because with his whole legal drama and publicized, you know, with Kim K and shit like that, mm-hmm. there should be a there should be a better way to approach things. To air out your concerns, but not along the lines that he's doing it. Because let's face it, he has kids that can see social media that are aware now, yeah, and yeah. that can, in a way, harm them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and absolutely. how and how fair is that to that kid? Is right. it fair? It's not fair. I'm just telling you. Once you watch a documentary and you get like to the third episode, you get to see like this. This is why y'all he is like it makes sense. Oh, I, I believe yeah. that his you know, mom was his together. person. And once your person is gone and you're by yourself in the world, oh, yeah. it's like... I, I agree with that. What, what am I supposed to do? And when he talks, if you really listen to him, I believe, when I, because I hear it, he's reliving through his trauma in a lot of his rants. Uh-huh. Because he's always naming shit he's been through, gone through, and shit that he's done, and he's mixing it with the current right. conversation he's trying to talk about. He's not only trying to talk about the topic at hand, mm-hmm. he's also really reliving through major events in his life in a weird way, and he's always walking through them step by step, what happened, how he felt in that moment, and shit mm-hmm. like that. And then he might even hop off into another rabbit hole because of something he said within that story. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, so I, got, I got two things. Yeah. So, so on, this, on the space of him like putting his personal business out there and his music... You know, Logic, uh, we talk about Logic when you're on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So just to bring back Logic in this, you know, he had his, his 1-800, the suicide prevention song. Good and, song. And he went and did shows, and he had a break, a mental breakdown on stage because he kept having to replay this song. Logic? Every, yeah. Wow. Every, I didn't know that. Everybody loved it so much, he was, and he, he was being, basically being put back in all his trauma. He was reliving yeah. it through the, that song, right. even though people loved it and appreciated and he what had he to did. Perform it. And that's and he the had thing with like music artists, like they give us a great song because they're healing through their music, mm-hmm. and they may actually like finally extend like what they're healing from. And it's a number one classic hit. Uh-huh. You got to keep can I just reliving it over and over. Quick, just like connecting the dots on what you say, I feel feel like that should be commended a lot because of the fact that. I feel like he's giving up a lot of his self living through his trauma to heal Others. other people. Exactly. You know what I mean? He's literally yeah. sacrificing his own mental thing. health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then one but, more thing. One oh, more thing. On, on the topic of Kanye attaching his, his life and his, his traumas to his mother's you know, uh, death and her not being here anymore, we all have to go through that eventually. We're going to lose our person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. And, yeah. and yeah. so... I'm not saying that he has to like nut up. It's like, but it's like we all are gonna have to go through that. So we have to. He has to figure out how he's gonna get through that. He has to because there's no bringing her back. There's no bringing that person. Yeah, and it yeah. sucks to say that. It's like, yeah, but sometimes some people. It's almost like a drug addict. Some people go down that dark hole and never recover, and some people do. True. So Very sometimes true. you know people may lose their person and never. He might be one of those people who never recover from it. Unfortunately, but I hope, just like you hope, and I think all of us hope, he does recover from that eventually. Absolutely, you never want to see anyone struggling with mental health, regardless of of how you might look at him. There's people that absolutely hate Kanye. You would never wish that that his demons get the best of him at you all. Know? Exactly. And, and and honestly, if the if there's anyone out there that does, then come on, like show compassion. But 
I, in the public eye, yes, there's some things that you know that the, the Twitter spamming, and it's like, dude, chill sometimes, right? But uh, you know, I understand that. Honestly, I think his kids are already going to have it hard. Growing up in the public eye is not an easy thing. Mm-hmm. You, you've seen all. it take out right. so many, so many people, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I was. Like, people were tripping, like, when he was tripping on King K about the whole TikTok thing. But it's, like, because of that reason, like, you know, they're already out in the public eye enough. She mm-hmm. don't need social media on top of it. And then I believe, like, a week later, some celebrity, oh, Cardi B put her daughter on fucking TikTok or something. And everybody was slamming her. And she was like, y'all are weird. Like, this is a little-ass girl y'all commenting on. Mm-hmm. And this is my daughter. Like, y'all need to stop. So she removed her off social media. So I kind of, you know, get it in that sense. And that's what yeah, I'm saying. Absolutely. Like, we, our mind doesn't control social media. Social media controls our mind now. Right. If you let it, because we got to remember, it's a tool. It's a tool that we know that, but other people don't. Because it's like as soon as you get on social media, it says, "What are you thinking?" Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm thinking. (laughs) Can I have a thought first, then I'll say something? Like that's how it goes. And that's why I'll give props to Jay Z and Beyonce because they do a great job keeping their kids out the media. I I don't even know how big uh, Blue Eyes. I just just saw her the other day. Just seen a photo the other day. I'm like, God damn, she looks so grown. Like (laughs) you would think. I think she's only like eight years old. But yeah. Not being in the public eye, you think she's a little bit older than that shit. Like it's right. it's kind of it's kind of cool to see it from that aspect. But then, like you said, I think people use social media. Some people use it as a tool, but then some people that's their craft to cut your tool. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, I use social media. I'm on it a lot, but I don't post. I share our episodes when we post them, and I read people's statuses just to see what they're going through. Or sometimes I see what they post about, and if it's a question. If it's good, I'll present it to the podcast the following week because yeah. I use that for good source material. Mm-hmm. Same. I'll do that. Like, I'll just scroll through and I'll see some stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Shoot, there was there was one status I seen and somebody said, did you all see that guy talking shit about Game On? Yes. It, <laughs> yeah, dude, I shit you not. Man, I have heard of him before. <laughs> I seen it and they were commenting on it. And I'm like, if y'all check out It's On Us podcast. I'll explain it mm-hmm. but I was like nah cause then it's like well why'd you guys have it's like oh they I, were mad they were they, mad they, about they were, it oh yeah just how they were going about it and it's like he that's his point of view his right. you know why are you so mad at somebody else's opinion it's not yours it's not like they're telling you how to feel that's, mm-hmm. and that's the thing with control too if I'm able to like alter how you feel about something I have power over you especially right. if you yeah, never went through it right mm-hmm. yeah. he's talking from his own personal right. experience. That's his actual job. So how mm. can you say how, how how he feels and what he does when he's on the clock is not right for him because he's not do, he's not presenting right. that to, to out there for him and everything else. So. But that's but that's part of being in the public. I have to understand that one. Not everyone's going to agree with it. And honestly, that's why when it went viral, I was like, oh shit, oh shit, Dad. Because I have so <laughs> many other things like mental health and things that I would want to promote to go viral. And other this than is that. the shit that goes viral, but. It was it was raw, it was authentic, and it was a genuine thought. So, of course, people are going to see that and be able to relate. And when you do it in a light and kind of funny manner, um, people will want to share it. Like, that is funny. Mm-hmm. You're also going to have people that might know the owner, know the security, know the manager of the security, who was big pissed about it, couldn't handle <laughs> it. Listen, it is what it is, but uh, you know, if you're if you're unable to look at the situation if it does directly involve you and reflect on, you know, is this true? Does this affect me? Even myself, I had to look back on the situation of should I be taking this down? Like, is this hurting uh, a local 
you know, uh, local piece of Lorraine that mm-hmm. is, you know, on Broadway, so a big part of Lorraine, you know, am I presenting a, a, a bad image for Lorraine in general, or am I just speaking the facts, you know, and obviously I decided to keep it up, but uh, I would be not practicing what I preach if I didn't at least reflect on, you know, what what is this going to do long term by, by having this up here, you know, permanently. Mm-hmm. And it's like a double negative. I mean, it's like a double head sword too, because like you said it, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Let me go check on game on for myself to see right. if it's really like that." So like, you hurt but help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say there was a lot more people that agreed with me than disagreed. You know, I, I, I believe that. But yeah, it was just so funny just seeing other people just react to it and mm-hmm. just reading in general and just like what people talk about. It's just, it's just, it's enamoring to me just to see how much people will put on a social media page, right? Just to have people read it. Yeah. Just as, you know. Yeah. I need to let you know that I woke up this morning. I took a poop this morning. Hey. I did everything. I'm telling you my whole life right. on social media. Just for that one click. Just for yeah. that one click. That one, that one dopamine click. hit that you really need right now. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Mike, will you do me a favor? Will you walk up and just just look through the reflection of the screen and tell me if it's recording? Alright, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out Mike. Shout out Mike. Yeah, shout out Mike, the man behind the scenes. Actually, Mike, how about you come out here real quick? Bring that ass here. <laughs> come here. Just say hello to the camera. What's good? Guys, you guys you know Mike. If you haven't seen the prime review that we did, uh, Logan Paul and KSI just dropped a, a new sports drink. We reviewed that. I'm going to drop that link in the video right here. Go watch that right now. Mike is going to be in the skit today that we're going to get ready to film. And honestly, because it will be the intro of this video, I do want to talk to you guys about it. Because as of right now, we have not shot it yet. But you guys will be seeing this before the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, bro. I don't even think they can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with, with the skit, obviously, uh, the first time I ever did it was the week after I came on your show. Right, right. And, uh, you know, I knew pitching it to you guys. I Before him, I had one other dude, and I had no one to bounce ideas off of other than just my friends, and that's if I see them being a parent. Uh-huh. And uh, you guys got a good laugh out of that, and I was like, yeah, I need, I need to make this happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, being able to, like, get people to come out and want to take part in it just shows that there is a lot of people that want to tap into their creative side. Mm-hmm. But just might not have the resources to do it, or really be able to plan. Like, how do how do I do that? You know, or a scared of scared to fail. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Because I've gone into things like, man, I really want to do this. I try it, fail, uh, not for me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But just over the past, you know, since we started this podcast, I've became more. Let me at least try this, and if I fail, I fail. But at least I know that I have the intuition to try it. Like in the coming months, I plan on trying my hand at like doing small graphic design just to see if I could do it or make ads for somebody just just to try to you know expand my portfolio of be, being better and bringing more to the podcast the goal like is to, the goal is like just to remain optimistic right right whatever you do if you don't get in your 20s you're getting your 30s if not 30 your 40s like watch with trying. that 30 watch right. with that 30 work willing to try new things yeah. on that note you guys want to go around and say one thing you're looking to try and say the next five from now until the next five years one thing that you're hoping to learn, try, or, you know, pursue? Yeah. Hmm. I'll go first, just to give you guys some time, because yeah. I just put you right on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one thing that I definitely want to learn, or at least attempt to do, 
um, would likely be to a, a way to not just create, um, you know, content for a living, but find a way to create uh, multiple platforms. I want to essentially create something that will allow uh, Mind If I Crash Productions to be a source for multiple people to promote their own versions of content with the the brand of Mind If I Crash as a backing, similar to like Barstool, yes. things like that, where it's an umbrella. There's all these things under it. I would love to create mm-hmm. a safe place for content creators and new content creators at that to have a mentor in whatever the field might be, and that's why I'm doing so much right now. To piggyback off that, here we go. We, we actually it. had it. <laughs> we actually had a conversation like that when mm-hmm. we first started. You know, let's you know one day, yeah, we're a podcast now. We could become a media group. We can yeah. offer hub like a hub service. Like, come here if you need help doing this. Boom. If you need help doing this. Boom. You know, just just to be more community based and community sourced because, mm-hmm. like you said. There's probably a bunch of people that have that idea, but don't know where to start. Shit, this started from a garage meeting. This started from me just working with him, me and him, bouncing off ideas. That's awesome. So now we got this big-ass soundboard, all these mics and stuff right. like that. Like I was telling Osh when we were getting ready to come over here, we're probably one of the most elaborate setups you have for a five- to six-person podcast within this area. Mm-hmm. Just because of all the equipment that we have, the... The technology that we use, you know. So, and as far as the next five years for us and for myself personally, grow. Grow. Good. Grow and be better. We're good now. Be better, though. Mm-hmm. Just across the board. You know, I can't, I don't, I would be surprised within the next five years if we don't have a, a community hub for ourselves or process of being there almost. Right, right. No, I'm into that, too. So, I, I guess for me... Uh, I have the Creative Genius brand, if anybody wants to shop with me. Uh, it's pretty much just a, uh, my brand is based on kind of like what you guys are saying. Like, it's a, I want to build an entrepreneur energy and space for other creatives to come into and gain resources and pretty much just will what you want to do in life into fruition. You know, just That's put it beautiful. forward, speak into existence, and actually create. Like, so if you see on my uh, sw- uh, sweatshirt, it says Vision is the art of seeing what is invisible to others. So if you ever have a vision for yourself, protect your vision and keep moving forward with it. So that's what I have for me. Oh, I like that. Can you say fruition again? You said it really like fruition? That was real smooth. <laughs> oh, <that's> smooth. <laughs> I am going to drop that creative genius. Just, guys, follow that. Everything you put on there is fire, by the way. He didn't know before we started. He didn't know that was actually you. Oh, for yeah. real? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, was, he was like, how's he do it so fast? I'm like, he does this shit all at his house. And <laughs> right, but I, but I follow the account. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's dope. Everything about it is dope. Guys, go follow. You, you're on Just IG. What else are you on? Uh, I have my own website, uh, www.creativegeniusbrand.org. Uh, I have business cards. Like, right now I'm in my house, but the goal is to get a shop for all of us to come into, and I'll show people how to heat press, how to uh, embroider shirts. It's, if I can do it, you can do it. That's awesome. It's on our cinema. Yep. There you go. So for me, in the next five years, I kind of want to take bits and pieces of everybody's lives in front of me and make it you know, better for me. Like, you just bought a new car yesterday. Both of you guys own a home. You own a home. You, own a, you know what I mean? You own a home. You have a family, husband. 
you know you. He's a dog. He's a dog. You know you, you, know, you know how you operate, but you know. But you still, I like your financial and you, you know what I mean, advisory. You know, I want to be stingy with my money like you are. He's very financially sound. And so uh-huh. it's just I want to you know put all the pieces that I see that can build a better life. You know, in front of me, so that way mm-hmm. I can keep walking foot after foot and. And you're in a great spot because you've always been that type of person to soak in everything, to to see everything because you've seen good, bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. You've seen people do really good. You've seen people do really bad. So you, and just how you are, you know, you're you very you're very in tune with everything. So, Mm -hmm. and just seeing this space right here, I mean, you know, just just envisioning shit like this. You know, I wouldn't think. That that like we was talking about the 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 little iPad right there, the little touch thing, like that's kind of cool. And then you got random fish tank, you got the fucking you know the tits back there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a good setup. Yeah. So yeah, just seeing everything that you know I envisioned that I would want you for myself. Have, yeah, you right. can, and, and you can have it, and you just have to work. It's really you know mm-hmm. refreshing to see like it's not out of my grasp yet. We're, no, we're gonna manifest and will it into this mm-hmm. life that we're living right now. So that's mm-hmm. the goal. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I guess I would say in the next five years, like personal, of course, like with the podcast, I want to do anything I can do to help this podcast grow. But on a personal level, um, you know, I, Tristan, I don't know if you know, I'm, I'm taking my master's courses right now for oh, awesome. public administration. I'm almost done. December, I'll be done. And uh, at that point, I'll have like eight years of public service in and Damn. master's. So I'm hoping in the next five years, I will be some sort of... Uh, City manager, he's gonna be the mayor. Something yeah, you you will be in the yeah. next five years. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So thir- so like thirty five ish. That'll be like thirty four, thirty five ish. So that'd be really cool to to be in a managerial position in like a uh, operations a boss. Position. He can almost be president when you're like thirty five, right? I mean, John Schrader <laughs> right, for president. Mm-hmm. That's that's a long stretch. We can come back. To what it, about you, yeah. Cliff? Um, for me, within the next five years. I know Gabe said I own a house, but I actually rent. I'm actually looking right now to own a house. So she rent to own, renting that you got your own shit. Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, but outside of uh, owning a house someday soon, I mean, within the next five years, I just want to be able to put my shit together enough to influence others. So, like, I have this grand idea because I know I talked to you about Illuminated Vision. That's still on the board. Like I said, I've been helping my family out a lot, a lot lately. But I'm starting to get everything together financially, and I talked about my cash credit plan for a long long time i know i talked about it with you and many others Uh so once i'm able to prove that it works because i've told people that it will take two three years for me to prove and just show them my analytics on what i can do personally and i won't be afraid to share my numbers and once i can get enough people to believe like hey i can help you grow your finances show them like what credit card and certain shit to get pass out that advice grow my own brand someday through Illuminative Vision like because it's going to start off like I said me selling ideas and helping people and then I'll put it on print and shit like that so mm-hmm. I just have this vision of just growing and selling just good ideas to people being kind of like a consultant I like that and honestly that is a, people. That's, a, that's a beautiful business to be in because you, one you build plenty of connections mm-hmm. and you're really you're a miracle worker. You're changing lives on the daily basis. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know from being a finance manager myself that the work that people have to put in uh, when they're working with someone like what you plan to do uh, is almost, you almost become like a life coach and manager at some point where mm-hmm. you, you kind of take over at not just the, the financial decisions, but the decisions that they make in life um, in a, in a, you're, 
probably one of the biggest influences in the people that you will eventually, you know, work with. Because we talk about it a lot. A lot of people aren't financially literate. Like I know some of us here, like, or if not all of us here, like are gifted with that. And I know I'm constantly growing and doing that. And I would just like to give that away someday because I see a lot of people just blowing their money on dumb stuff or really wanting to be in a better position, but don't know which way to go. Right. And I want to help people who actually want to grow and do something with themselves. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's a, that's a very selfless thing to do. And we aren't taught that, honestly. Mm -hmm. We aren't taught that, so unless you teach yourself or find a way to be taught, how would you ever know? Right. So I'm willing to take that uh, heavy mantle, put it on my back, go find the information I need, and just give it away. Obviously for a fee after a while because I'm going to go do the thing, but it ain't going to mm -hmm. be something like you can't afford. Like, just right, pay me a right. little bit for some advice. Yeah. And I got you. No, you can afford fucking Jordans that drop every other week. <laughs> right, you can right. afford to be an entrepreneur. You can afford, yeah. you know, 50 Never on a pair of Jordans. Let's sit down. Let's talk about your finances. Be open. Pay me 50 bucks and I can get you in the right direction. Just report every so often. I'm not yeah. your dad or nothing, but if you want to get right, I can show you how to get right. So like a, a side personal goal I would like to see for you and you, mm -hmm. I need y'all coaching at least Amari's team one, one year. Oh, Amari's team? I will be coaching his team. Don't be I'm going to be coaching too. I need... I need no. Do not I didn't say you. I said Look, you're going to be the assistant coach. You can be a water boy. Just throw out any... I'm the only one in this group right now that's a state champ soccer coach. So I don't want to hear shit from anybody. I got a trophy. Yeah. And, you know, you got the coach resume. Yeah. And not to, not to um, you know, knack on that, but you know where it comes from. So I'm don't, Special you, Olympics. I don't care. That's not, we're, still, I mean, we're still winning. Okay. It ain't nothing to be, you know, you, it ain't nothing to be completely talking about. So you're a champion in your, in, in your own way. They're all champions. Ain't that what you told them before they started? No. I you said if you get the gold, you get the gold. Actually, so my first year doing it, I was in charge of the softball throw. Just basically launch it, see how far you could. You throwing balls? Throwing all the balls. Throw balls and bagging? So, mm -hmm. they, all my competitors, guess what? Mm -hmm. In their division, they all brought home gold. Throwing here shit. Yeah, I, I trained that shit. Big all coach. day. Big coaching vibes. Big okay. coach. There you go. That's my new name. Big coach Diaz. So you got yeah. so you got Glizzy, Big yeah. Coach Diaz, Henny Waster, Henny Waster, a whole list of names. Would you call them hot dog neck or bratwurst? <laughs> yeah. Bratwurst. I called you two chains oh, the other day. That shit was funny as fuck. Baby fun. Huey, <laughs> courtesy of John's dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all the message though, just uh, you know, anybody out there that wants to try something, just continue to fail forward mm -hmm. at what yeah, you're right. doing. Yeah. You may not get it the first time, but the next time might be it. You know what I'm gonna do again? Because I actually got the texture right, the look right, but I failed at it because it tasted gross. Uh, Puerto Rican white rice. I bought the pot. I bought mm. everything. And back in my apartment, I cooked the shit, and I only burnt the bottom. But because the smoke was, like, rising, it made my whole pot bad. Mm -hmm. And Jamie made fun of me, so I ain't tried since. I ain't going to lie. Uh, but see. I was like, you know what? There's a lot of dishes that I like with white rice. I don't need colored rice or anything. So I'm going to try a crack at it again, and hopefully I get it right this time. I like that. Failure is a good thing. I really actually love that you said that we need to embrace failure more often. Mm -hmm. That's where you take things away in life. And I honestly want to say that we've heard that before. Somebody I thought we had a guest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what time are we at right now? 
We're an hour and 10 minutes. Awesome. Awesome. So I just want to say a quick message on failure. Uh, again, I agree with both of you because I think back then it was like kind of shunned to fail. You know what I mean? And it was like a bad thing and it mentally messed up a lot of people just to the people out there in the world. Again, failure is healthy because what comes with failure is lessons. It comes a uh, grit, grind, endurance, and it just makes you a better person overall because it'll make success takes, taste that much sweeter once you obtain it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. There's anybody that's though. failing too, like that shows me that you're willing to try something. Yeah, it shows that you are trying. Yeah. Yeah. Failing is better than doing nothing. Word. It's that simple. Yep. Agreed. Yeah. Guys, before we get into the check-in, I do want to say today's episode is sponsored by our new proud sponsor, Gorilla Pack. Use code MIIC20 for 20% off at checkout. That's going to be on the supplement and all merch. Go to the website today. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to let you guys start the, the check-in or the, you know, the what you guys do. And if you want, just because my viewers might not know, kind of let them know exactly what it is that, that we're getting ready to okay, do. Okay, so we, we pretty much started like the mental health check-in. So basically, this is just like us checking in each episode. How are you uh, physically, financially, spiritually, or wherever else you need to express yourself, right? So you want to start? Me? All right. So, and it's on a scale of 1 to 10. Scale of 1 through 10, yeah. So this week, I'm a solid... Eight or nine. I really can't complain about anything. I I was very motivated in the beginning of the week, just getting stuff prepared for our show for the coming month and just making sure all my debts are tied up, you know, and stuff like that. So just just trying to have a better, clear headspace to try to just do more and be more proactive. Mm-hmm. So I'm about eight or nine. Nice. Good. I'm at a nine myself. Can't really complain too much. I had a great weekend. Kid spent most of his time at the grandparents' house. I was out at the Jack most of the weekend. Won a lot. Lost a few. Um, this week, another 43 and a half hour week. So hopefully I can just get some rest. That, that's the only reason why I'm not at 10 is just because I need a little bit of rest to feel better. Um, finances are doing great, actually, because just like I was talking about my finances earlier, um, so I'm really happy with myself that I've been disciplined. My net worth has been growing through uh, the Mint app has been showing me. If anybody wants to like really get serious about their credit, net worth, and stuff like that, download the Mint app. I've been using that. Uh-uh. Hopefully, shoot, y'all can get, get us a sponsorship, man. Uh-uh. And, um, uh-huh. But yeah, that's about it, though. I'm just happy with finances in my life right now. Can't complain. That's what's up. That's what's up. Sir John? Um, so for me, this week, um, I did get some news like Wednesday. I had a coworker that passed away, an old coworker of mine. She retired at the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Kathy. And she was one of my first coworkers at the city. And she was just so, like, not raw, but she had this just this mentality about her that was so unique. And I really appreciated, like, learning from her for, the, like, the year. Um, so that really brought me down. I, I got like kind of emotional. Like, you just don't think about like retirement, and it's like, oh yeah, I'll retire and I'll be fine. And it's like, she had a year, uh, a couple yeah. a couple months. You know, it's just like, it's not fair. And uh, uh, so for me, I'll, I'll say like I'm like a nine right now. As far as everything else goes, um, I just need to get back in the gym. I'm feeling like a fucking blob right now. Come so. join me with the boxing club. I seen you over yeah. there, man. Yeah, it's so just I- a way to like. Again, relieve some stress just to get your body moving and get your brain active. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it though for me. Okay. Well, I don't mean to bring down the average, but I'm gonna go a little bit lower than what cool. y'all have all said. I'm gonna go like a seven, seven and a half. I've been real mellow this week. I haven't. I mean, nothing's been you know on my ass, but I've never had. I've never. I haven't had anything to you know 
get me to get on something's ass too at the same time. So it's been a very mellow week, just real chill. I think just getting back to the resting, like you've been saying, just kind of getting back, finding my own, you know, headspace and what, what I need to be doing the next couple months, getting back in the gym. Um, Come you know, join me, man. I'm saying. I already hear from Austin, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to hear from you too. <laughs> <laughs> it's just 45 minutes a day. I, I, I hear you, but I, I mean, I know softball's right around the corner. I got basketball we do every Tuesday. Um, you know, I just I, going to the gym is not my thing. I like to exercise. Yes, I, I do f- need some physical activity, but I don't know. Being at the gym just it smells like fucking ass. And I need feet. to find my own way to exercise because I don't like like I don't like gyms, but I do need to find a way to exercise. Let's go for a walk. I'll, I'll, I'll go boxing with you. The crib. Mm-hmm. I'll go boxing with you. Yeah, I mean yeah. we can it's, spar. It's it's. I will be one hundred percent honest. The first day you show up and they say go jump rope for fifteen minutes, you're gonna be like, Fuck. I can't jump rope. <laughs> They're gonna <laughs> make you. Yeah, yeah we do like intervals. You. Like so, okay. we'll just do like jump rope for like maybe like thirty seconds. I mean, oh, that's not too bad. Where are you at? Uh, Freddy's Boxing Gym on the south side. Shout out to uh, their gym. Yeah, um, awesome. This is a good place to go to. Um, but so you're a seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay. For me, I want to say I'm at a, I'm at a nine point five, man. See, I got your beauty out there, <laughs> sitting. Yeah. Purchased myself a uh, pickup truck yesterday. I, I kept debating. I'm like, it's kind of expensive, but I'm like, I really deserve everything that I want in life. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I may pay a little bit more, but that's exactly what I want. So. That's pretty much where I'm at. Um, everything else is pretty much solid. Uh, happy to be in this space with you guys. Mind mm-hmm. if I crash podcast? You know, this is a, a good experience for all of us. So yeah, I'm just excited overall, man. Awesome. Yeah. And shout out uh, Boomer and uh, Pablo too. Yes, for the shop. Absolutely. Shot. Yep. I'll drop their their tags in yeah. here as well. For all our fans that don't know, I mean, everybody knows where you're mm-hmm. recording. Yeah, definitely. Now, but definitely. Yeah. Um. So I came in very high uh, on your guys's. I think I was at a nine point five. This this time I'm definitely going to be lower. I'd say honestly I'm probably at like a seven flat, and that's just because uh you know life hitting you all at once, and sometimes it often does, mm-hmm. you know. And to elaborate on that a little bit, you know, I'm sure a lot of my fans know um, my life always wasn't this way uh there was a time where i went through uh, a lot and i dealt with a lot of demons that kind of forced me to change myself and one of the biggest reasons of that was um my one of my childhood best friends uh just due to the choices we were making in life uh died in front of me passed away in front of me um this about this was four years ago and uh changed me completely and it forced me to look at my life and look at what I needed to do. And uh, the anniversary of his death was yesterday. And mm. it was a lot. And then, you know, I go to my brother's game and then I see his dad there. And it was just a lot kind of for me to, to take on on top of uh, dealing with, uh, you know, a sick child over the weekend. And, uh, you know, just all these things kind of coming out at once. And... You know, recognizing that this will pass. You know, it's it's just temporary. And, uh, you know, these are lessons, you know. That is the universe just showing you. This is still a part of your past. The way that that all happened yesterday mm-hmm. uh, was not by chance. It, it's supposed to be that way. And I need to understand that just because I am not that person anymore does not mean I cannot become that person again if I don't continue moving forward, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, that was, no, that's good. That was, don't, yeah. don't never let anyone try to make you go back to that space either. We all have grown yeah, in some aspects, you. so just keep going. So, yeah. definitely. Con- condolences to your friend too. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, with that, guys, um, that does it for this episode of the Mind If I Crash podcast. Make sure you guys show them love. I'll drop all of your handles as well as the It's On Us podcast available on all platforms now. Don't forget, like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Yer. Mm-hmm. We out of here. Bye. Dope, boys. Oh, yeah.